Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Today's topic is guns, mental health, and hate. Yes. Yes, very sad topic, um, and if I can dive right into it, Priya. Go right ahead. Um, yeah, so let me tell you that sadly, as we see that we're fighting this pandemic and we're trying to get to some kind of uh, normal seatback, uh, we have had seven mass shootings in seven days. Unheard of, I mean, just absolutely horrifying. So. Right. I'm gonna go and give you a couple of details just very briefly on the last seven shootings. It's funny because you and I were just speaking a little while ago and we weren't even aware that seven had happened. Yet, as we went through it, we realized, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, oh my God. Yeah, we only heard about the two major ones they've reported. It's all over the news. The one in Atlanta and the one in Colorado. And the one in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, but how horrifying, right? That seven happened and that we only remembered the two big ones. Obviously one, because there was just so much hate behind it, the Asian one, Mm -hmm. and then the other one, because it just literally happened. It was horrifying too. And 10 people were lost, 10 lives were lost. Um, But still we had other mass shootings. And so let me give you a little bit. Yeah, let's let's list them all. So everybody listening, you know about them. So the latest one left 10 dead. Uh, Sadly, this just happened. This was in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, there was one on March 16th that killed eight people in Atlanta, Georgia, in those three spas that we know about. That was the Asian hate crime that had us really, that was our original topic for today before yeah. um, Boulder happened, not to take away from what happened in Georgia. We're not. So that's why, that's why we're talking but, about everything. We're touching right, on everything today. Right, right. So we're just really combining the fact that we were going to talk about so much hate. Mm-hmm. But into this hate, we're putting the absolute power of guns, because this is how the hatred is brought out, mm-hmm. and the mental illness that so many times is a factor in all of this. So March 16th, of course, we just spoke about. We also had on Thursday, last Thursday, four people hospitalized in Gershon, Oregon, um, which was horrible. On Saturday, last Saturday, uh, there was a pair of shootings in Dallas and in Houston clubs. So those were not related? Those were not related, no. There was one in Dallas and one in Houston. And at the end of it all, they left one woman dead and 10 injured. Horrifying as well. Uh Uh, Shortly thereafter, there was uh, open fire in an illegal party that killed one man and injured five. And after that, uh, there was the incident that happened in Stockton, California, which was a drive-by by an 18-year-old male that injured five people who were gathered for a vigil. Wow. Yeah. That was so, a peaceful, peaceful event. I mean, all situations, people are just minding their business, doing their thing. And 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Every single one. Yesterday they were doing groceries. I mean, they were literally doing groceries. Um, I heard so many different stories. There was um, one young guy uh-huh. that was working. He was working the, the little kiosk of Starbucks inside of that grocery store. Yeah. And when he heard it all, he was actually like pulling others to hide behind where he was at, completely horrified. So it is absolutely horrifying that we are going through all of this um, just after a pandemic, which we're still in. But as we're trying to get back to some kind of normal to have um, this be the top of the news. I mean, what is going on? It just, you know, it, it's just sad. And it's, it's terrible. And we've spoken about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't spoken about guns. So I, I think you have some information you could share with us today, Priya. Yeah. Uh, but at the core of it all, even with the mental health, I think hate is a, a crucial part of this. A huge part of it. Yeah. Because so, mental, mental health can be driven by hate too. I mean, you, so you can hate somebody so bad that you snap yeah. and you yeah. want to kill them. And vice versa, right? So sometimes mental health can take you to a hate place um, mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. But either way, if if we work with the mental health community, with the mental health um, awareness and issues and everything else, and and we can get somewhere, a step forward in that, and we can address hate and bring more love and peace and kindness and compassion and empathy and all these important things mm-hmm. and have that conversation, all that is great. But at the end of the day, if we're really not controlling guns, um, when, when these people tend to peak um, with whatever it is that's driving them to, to cause these horrific scenes, then we're not getting anywhere. And yeah. again, we were just talking about that, uh, the, the period, the waiting period, because specifically in yesterday's um, mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado, the gentleman, the, the guy that did this, I'm not even going to call him a gentleman, but mm. the man that did this, right, mm-hmm. uh, had just purchased the gun that same morning. He purchased the gun in the middle of all of this and then just went into that grocery store and did this. Mm. So, yep. Give us some facts on how many states have to actually wait. So there are 22 states. There are two separate lists. There's one list for uh, that requires a background check at a point of transfer. And there's another list that uh, requires a background check to purchase from private sellers through a permit requirement. These two lists are found at Giffords.org. HR8 has been... um, looming. It's been out there. It hasn't been passed. It was created in February of 2019. And it was uh, sponsored by Representative Mike Thomas Thompson. And uh, it's just been it's just been looming. It hasn't hasn't been passed. And just this past week, uh, the Senate was debating background checks has nothing to do with it being banned and your Second Amendment. Uh, rights being taken away. Nobody's trying to take away your guns. All we're trying to do is create um, uh, uh, steps, put steps in place so the wrong people do not get guns. Correct. Or um, even at the wrong time. At the, wrong, at the time. wrong time. Yeah, exactly. And so the HR 8, I'm going to read to you major points from this gun law. So the key legislative uh, elements 
are for all firearm transfer, private sellers are subject to similar requirements as licensed dealers, including background checks and record keeping requirements. Number two, the most comprehensive policy option requires all firearm transfers to be conducted through licensed dealers so that the background checks will be completed on all purchases and sales records will be maintained. And uh, number three, if the jurisdiction does not require that all firearm transfers be conducted through licensed dealers, private sellers should require to <clears throat> conduct background checks, maintain records, and report all transfers to state and local law enforcement. Um, and that's, it, it sounds so simple <laughs> reading this out loud that these things should be in place, but there are many people um, in Congress that are fighting this law because they are backed by lobbyists. So a lot of these people are backed by the NRA, the National Rifle Association, uh, meaning that the National Rifle Association um, porks their pockets. <laughs> they give them a lot of money so mm -hmm. that they can uh, continue to allow gun sales with right. all rights and freedoms. Right. Um, so, so this is a very difficult topic and uh, a lot of people uh, don't think that guns are the problem. They think people are the problem. And that's where we get into right. mental health, that right. we need to fix the mental health issue. But nobody is really providing solid solutions for the mental health issue that they keep on fighting gun control with. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's been an ongoing battle. Like what came first, right? The chicken or the egg, like they mm. say. Um, so it's definitely a, a strong topic and it seems to be always divided in the center, you yep. know, the ones that are pro and the ones that are against it. Um, and again, we're not here to talk about gun control per se. We're here to talk about the impact that guns are having when we're allowing them to go into the wrong hands mm. and all the things that we need to do taking a step back, right, from the gun to specifically mental health issues and to hate that we need to address that seems to be so common and recently so accepted. Mm -hmm. So people talk about hate and, and, and that's a big part of the problem. Mm. Uh, so I think it's a combination of the three. Clearly one feeds into the other. We need to work on everything we can work uh, from mental health awareness to addressing hate and to controlling guns. Yeah. Because we're, again, not talking about necessarily banning them. Uh, there are people that need it. We, you know, we're going to be speaking about another topic at our next uh, podcast that, that speaks about uh, women's safety. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe it is important to have a gun for safety reasons. For safety and, reasons. Right. So yeah. we're not really against guns. We're against uh, the lack of timing, background check, and and really, really analyzing who they're giving a gun mm -hmm. to. So I think that's where the power lies. Yeah, there, there needs to be more regulation with gu gun sales. Um, absolutely. And, um, you know, when we're talking about hate, uh, we're referring back also to the Asian hate crime that happened <clears throat> in Atlanta, yes. where eight people were killed and six Asian women um, were murdered and one was wounded. Um, and I too believe the two other people um, were men. 
that were involved. And I'm not sure of their ethnicities. I believe they're both white men. Um, and it happened at three spas. And the suspect was a 20-year-old um, a male, white male. His name was Aaron Long. And he was charged with eight counts of murder. But he has not been charged with a hate crime because he claims that he had, had a sex, addi sex addiction <clears throat> for Asian women. And that's why he went into the spas. And supposedly or allegedly after those three shootings, he was on the way to a porn place. I, that's what I read mm -hmm. from a, a report on one of the major news sites. <clears throat> so I don't know how much of that is legit. I, you know, I'm torn. I believe in mental health um, uh, that we need to, you know, people need to have therapy and there need to be solutions out there and it needs to be a, a, um, a like a, like, a mass not there needs to be mass support for it for mental health Absolutely. but i do also feel that it could be used as a scapegoat so if right. you're shooting someone because you really truly hate them because they're asian mm -hmm. but then you go and say no i'm not i was depressed i wasn't feeling well i was having a bad day as that one officer yeah. said <laughs> you know are you I using it are you using it as a scapegoat or are you using it as a, as a real thing. So that's, that's such a gray line, right? That's such a gray line to walk. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really sad. And it, so, so there is a figure. So because of the pandemic, Asian uh, Americans were targeted in, in over 3,800 hate incidents in the United States. Yeah, and so um, this is because of Trump's anti-China rhetoric. And it's not just white males attacking Asian people. There's all sorts of people from different ethnicities. In New York City alone, so the, I mean, the, the attacks have been horrific, but they've also been committed by African-American people, Hispanics. Like, it's not just white males. Um, but, wanna, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I wanted to add to what you just mentioned, um, the hate crimes. And one of the facts I found out was that um, most of the hate that the Asian community receives is from women, believe it or not. So when it comes to shootings and, and these horrible um, mass shootings that we're talking about and physical hate crimes, it's men, white men, and they, sit, they tend to be young between 18 and their early twenties. However, when it comes to a daily, like that little drip that's constantly there that's yeah. derogatory, that belittles, that does things purposefully. Um, many of those are women, white women that that belittle the community. And, mm. you know, that was shocking to me. I cannot believe that, especially when you and I, you know, with the Queen Bees are so much about empowering each other and empowering, you know, women empowering women and not seeing race or color or anything. Yeah, well, it's hard not to see race or color, right? I mean, I feel like that's a whole other thing, but topic. yeah, a whole other topic. But um, yeah, it is. It is sad that um, a lot of this comes from. So you know, talking about white women, white women uh, in America, there are they're nurtured and they're coddled and they're um, they're protected, mm. you know. But when it comes to other women of color. Um, even even LG, the LGBTQ community were were treated differently, and yeah. um, 
people fight that. And they think that, you know, those days of, you know, you can't get, get, get into slavery, you can't get into, you know, what happened in the, the concentration camps that we had in California for Asian Americans, like why get into those things? Those things are done. But all those things are perpetuated in our system in different ways and how the BIPOC community is treated. Um, and, and ignoring it is part of the problem. Ignoring it, dismissing, dismissing it dismissing is it. a huge part of the problem. I feel that Absolutely. that happens so often that is dismissed and people are like, I'm not racist, but the fact that you even have to say that you're not racist means right. that there's something wrong. Absolutely. Because a person who who's called racist should wanna be like, okay, what did I say that was wrong? Please educate me. Absolutely. I don't wanna, I don't wanna be, thought of that way, I, I'm sorry, you know, like you should approach it differently other than being that defensive that you need to say, I'm not a racist person. Yeah, um, 100%, 100%, 100%. And you just mentioned the word sorry. So our hearts really go out to every single person that was impacted, to the community and to everybody involved, even to those that like us are really listening to what's happening, not necessarily part of being there or it being a family member or a friend or or part of our own personal community but just as humans just mm -hmm. as humans we are all impacted by this we all hurt when we see this when we feel this when we're we're living this yeah um it could be your neighborhood it could be mine it doesn't matter whose neighborhood we're all humans we're all one community and our hearts our prayers um our thoughts are with you we want you to please share with us um, concerns and comments that you feel can empower and educate us, Priya and I, so that we can share them with everybody else that's listening to us. We're mm -hmm. here to speak, to address, to uplift voices. Uh, it doesn't matter if um, it is trending or not. If it's important, we want to address it. Yes. It does not matter if it is difficult or not. If it's important, we want to address it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're here to lift up your voices, our mm -hmm. listeners' voice. And in saying all of that, I want to close my portion because I think Priya still has something to share. Um, <laughs> that uh, this is all very, very important. And our hearts are out with everybody who's been involved, either with this these most recent um, mass shootings or any kind of violence. Uh, in general at mm -hmm. any time and point. So I just yep. want to share that Priya. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I do agree with you. We need to move forward with compassion. Um, and I also feel like um, we cannot be limited in our thinking. We need to be open and we need to, from every ethnic background, we need to move the conversation forward about these hate crimes and about racism and about mental health. We need to move these conversations forward and we need to be unified about these conversations in order to make change. You know, we're talking about all this is in the, in the media. Everybody's talking about on social media. They're upset um, and everybody has different views and perspectives, especially about the, the gun control <clears throat> uh, legislation that's out. But the main, the main uh, unifying forces here is that we need to be able um, to protect ourselves, but we also need to be able to live um, freely without worrying that somebody's going to kill us or, or if we are experiencing a mental health, um, uh, mental health situation issue, uh, that there are, are opportunities and services out there that we can reach out to. 
and take care of our mental health and without feeling like we're being stigmatized or people are looking down on us. It needs to be um, normalized. That's what, I need to, that's what I'm trying to say. Mental health um, needs to be normalized in a way where we don't feel like we're, <clears throat> like we're being othered <laughs> if, right. if, we have a, right. if we have a problem. And um, we need to unify with all these issues. I do want to say, um, you know, going back to Black Lives Matter um, and anti-racism and all those things that I, I do strongly, strongly believe that once um, we address the injustices and the system, system, systemic racism that mm. the Black community faces in this country, when that happens, all the other ethnic groups will benefit from those changes. <clears throat> and I strongly, strongly believe that. Um, and also when we address Native American um, uh, injustices as well, yeah. um, th those two groups, those two major groups where everything else fall into place. Um, Absolutely. Not to, not to even touch on the fact of um, what the Hispanic culture is going through. And you see it with the border, with um, mm -hmm. all the children and everything that's happening right now um, with migrants and with immigrants. Um, and I tell you, because I'm in the South Florida area that I see so much uh, hate and generalization towards the Hispanic community. Mm -hmm. And so many times, especially when I'm in other states and I really face that. And so much of it comes from pure ignorance, Priya, because they will ask you, oh, you sound different. They'll tell me, you sound different. And I'll say, oh, I'm Hispanic. Oh, you're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's all of Central America. There's all of South America. Then there's Spain and Europe. There are so many ways that, you know, you could be Hispanic. Yeah. And they just generalize it to one community, to one culture. Yeah. Um, and of course, never would I be insulted. I'd be honored to be called Mexican. I love Mexicans. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just that that sheer ignorance. Yeah. And that ignorance many times is what leads people to hate. And yeah. ignorance is very common. And so many times doesn't necessarily have to do with education. Mm. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. It's very dangerous. There are people that go to college and get degrees and you would think are well-educated and well-rounded, yet the no. hate is there because everybody to them is just that one person. It's generalized. Yep. And they're othered. And they're they're othered. othered. Yeah. Which, yeah. And I won't even get into, because um, I'm Indian. I'm Indian because my ancestors are from India, but I was born in Guyana and came to the States when I was little. Um and just like you, I'm an immigrant, you know, um, and I'm also a citizen of the United States and I grew up here and I very much consider myself American, but right. I'm also in the Asian group. So in America, in the United States, Indians are, um, are just considered Indians. But if you go internationally, <laughs> they consider Indians Asian. So we're part of the Asian group. <clears throat> and a lot of times, to be honest, I feel othered so much. Like I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm not Hispanic. And I 
don't hang out with a lot of Indian people other than my mother than my family. You know, a lot of my close friends are none of them are Indian, you know, other than my family. So I I feel othered a lot. And I had this conversation with my husband the other day too when um when everything was happening with Asian hate crimes in Atlanta. Um but it, it we, I really do believe that once <clears throat> these injustices are are dealt with within the african-american community that things will fall into place for everybody else and it won't be easy and it won't be seamless and it's not going to be i'm not talking like it's going to be perfect i just really do believe that things will start to fall into place with everybody else yeah that we evolve yes that we evolve and, exactly and to evolve the conversation has to start and so here we are yep hoping to to start the conversation and uplift start your voice. Absolutely. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> even though we were we were, were going to end like five minutes ago, um, it's it's a big topic, and our episodes don't cover everything. They cover you know how we feel. They cover some of the facts, um, but this is a bigger conversation, and we encourage you to have it with your loved ones, with your friends. Uh, maybe even with your acquaintances, you know, and you have it in a respectful way where you're not demeaning each other and you, you stay open to everybody's experiences because um, everybody's going through something. So thank you for watching today. Make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe. And what else, Mercy? And please make sure that you visit our website for our nonprofit organization, which is empowering women and youth around the world while it helps protect and serve victimized children and underprivileged children worldwide. You'll find more information about us on theedgehelps.com and on social media under at theedgehelps. So please do follow us and learn more about what we're doing behind the scenes to help all. So this is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy and Priya. Have a great week, everybody, and stay safe out there. Stay safe. Bye. Bye-bye.